Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. The Institute for Justice keeps popping up in the news doing good work. Ed sent me a note. So Steve, check this out. Out of Iowa, Iowa City's rental inspection ordinance is ruled unconstitutional, which is a win for tenant rights. So William Morris wrote the story for the Des Moines Register. And a western Iowa City's rental inspection ordinance unconstitutionally impinged on renters' and landlords' privacy rights. An Iowa court has found a group of landlords and plaintiffs working with the nonprofit law from the Institute for Justice sued Orange City in 2021, alleging that their new ordinance regarding this violated the rights under the Iowa Constitution. Under that ordinance, city officials would be allowed to inspect rental properties at least every five years and could obtain administrative search warrants to enter homes if renters or owners refuse them access. So you're renting a house or an apartment. Someone comes by, knocks on the door, goes, hi, we're here from the government. We're here to inspect your place. Don't want you to do that. You have no choice. We can go get a warrant. The plaintiffs argued that granting a government official the right to enter private homes without any evidence of wrongdoing amounted to an unreasonable search, especially since owner-occupied homes were not subject to the same inspection requirements. So they're going to inspect all the rental homes, but not just the other homes. So there's two houses next to each other on the street. One's owned, one's rented. They can come in and inspect the rented one, but they cannot inspect the other one without having a reason otherwise. The suit also argued there were no restrictions in the ordinance on when inspectors could enter, what they could look at inside the home, and whether they could bring police with them, or if they could report signs of suspected criminal activity to law enforcement officials. So an inspector comes into your home, comes by and knocks at your door, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning, you might say, Steve, that's absurd. Yeah, yeah it is. But the law didn't say they couldn't. <laughs> On August 31st, the court issued a final decision in favor of the plaintiffs, finding that there needs to be more safeguards or protective measures put in place, as there are currently none in place in Iowa for the district court to use in evaluating administrative search warrants. The court relied heavily on a similar case out of Minnesota, where their Supreme Court ruled that tenants must be given notice of the petition for a warrant, must be able to be heard and advocate for limitations to the warrants, and should be made aware whether police will or won't be present for the search. And why would police be there while they're inspecting a rental home, presumably to see if it's habitable? I'm guessing that's what they're claiming they're doing. The Institute for Justice uh, had an attorney named John Wrench handling the matter. He said the ruling, barring the city from seeking warrants under its inspection ordinance, in its current form, is a much-needed win for renters' civil rights. We hope that this decision stands as a warning that cities and towns need to take into account renters' constitutional rights before they're implementing these inspection ordinances. He told the Des Moines Register, I hope this decision gets cities and towns to think about the fact that people's rights don't disappear just because they rent their home. And I know what a lot of people are going to say, but I say, Steve, They're trying to help the renters. They're making sure the landlords keep the homes up to a certain standard. Well, if the homes slip below a certain standard, number one, you can complain to your landlord. But number two, then you could report it to somebody and say, hey, there's a house I'm living in, I'm paying rent on, or an apartment, and there's something wrong with the landlord won't fix. And trust me, the same people who want to do this inspection will come out and look at it then. And since you're there and you're complaining, you can let them in to look at it if you've got something to complain about. Attorneys for Orange City did not respond to messages seeking comment. 
The Iowa League of Cities advises municipalities on how to structure rental housing codes, but Executive Director Alan Kemp said the organization does not track how many cities have such laws. Nor is it clear how many of those ordinances are similar to Orange Cities and how they employ administrative warrants, making it hard to say what the impact of this decision might be, especially if it is appealed and upheld, because right now it's just a district court ruling. So it's hard to say what will happen on the other side of the state, for instance, if somebody were to approach this issue. Attorneys for the plaintiffs believe the judge's ruling goes even further, holding that the Iowa Constitution requires cities to provide specific evidence that a given residence has a code violation before obtaining an administrative warrant. That would differ from the U.S. Constitution, which the U.S. Supreme Court has held permits administrative warrants for rental inspections, even there is no visible exterior evidence of code infractions. Uh, The attorney pointed to a footnote early in the Iowa opinion stating that to establish administrative probable cause required for issuance of an administrative inspection warrant, there must be some plausible basis for believing that a violation is likely to be found. That line and a similar footnote from another ruling earlier in the lawsuit should put cities on notice that they can search homes only if there's specific evidence of code violations at that residence. Later in the order, though, when the judge discusses why the ordinance is unconstitutional, he writes only about the need for procedural safeguards, such as notice and a hearing. Taken together, these requirements will ensure a fair procedure, when applications made for an administrative search warrant, the judge wrote. Uh, the attorney said that while he doesn't know why the court chose a plausible basis standard or why it did so in a footnote, I take the court to mean what it held, and that is that some level of evidence is required to obtain an administrative warrant. And I jokingly pointed out a couple days ago that something very, very important was hidden in a footnote in, a, in an opinion. And it's always an interesting question because in the footnote, something was written that was important, almost as an aside, but because the judge wrote it in an opinion, doesn't matter if it's a footnote or if it's in the body of the text, doesn't matter. It's part of the opinion. But some people will try to argue later and say, oh, well, that was in a footnote. It wasn't as important as the rest of the opinion. (laughs) Doesn't matter. It's kind of like arguing about whether your parents are standing up or sitting down when they yell at you. Well, you yelled at me, but you were sitting down. I mean, No, but I yelled at you not to do something, and you did it. But Yeah, but you were sitting down. So (laughs) the court reached that conclusion after noting that home has always been treated as a sacred space. It's no different for people who rent. And that's important to understand. So, you know, here's the thing. I, I, I understand what the purpose of the law ostensibly was. And they're going to say we were looking out for the renters. We wanted to protect them from bad landlords. And so we want to do an inspection and come in and make sure the place that you're renting is safe and habitable. And if it's not, then we're going to get on the landlord about that. I guarantee you that's what they would say. I guarantee you. But the notion that they can come in and inspect when they feel like it once every five years, first of all, if you've only been there for three years, you might not know if it's been inspected the two prior to you being there. So they might inspect you, but not the previous. So once every five years seems kind of odd to me, because a place can fall apart faster in five years. But also, it's just, you know, if, if someone's got a problem with their house, like I said, complain to your landlord, then consider contacting the authorities. Now, some people are going to say, but Steve, you've never rented. Actually, I have. I've rented a whole bunch of times. Um, and I've mentioned before, for instance, that I've, I've lived in a small town called Bad Axe, Michigan. And uh, I lived there back in the early 1980s. 
and I rented. I, I rented an apartment, and, and comically, I'll tell you this, that the apartment I rented was in a building that used to be a hospital, the old hospital. And so when I tell people where I lived, I go, I live in the old hospital. Because originally when I said I live on Irwin Street, they go, oh, the old hospital? <laughs> now, I knew that when I rented, but I mean, I was new to town looking for a place, and there was the old hospital that a local guy had bought and turned into an apartment complex. Now, I drove through there a summer or two ago, and it looks like the building's kind of abandoned. And when I was renting there, it was pretty much as close as you could get to being abandoned, yet still occupied by tenants. Um, Among other things, my apartment had three doors to the hallway, and you walked by the first two to go in the third one. And it was simply because that portion of the building had been a bunch of offices like this. And the guy just knocked on a bunch of walls and said, okay, uh, I'll put in a bathroom here, so this one's one unit. And my um, cabinets in the kitchen had locks on them. (laughs) I didn't have the keys, and they weren't locked, but I suspect they were actually filled with prescriptions uh, a few years earlier. And the rent wasn't that expensive. It was was affordable. And I lived there for a year and a half or so. And, um, you know, it was the first time I'd ever rented something from a total stranger and it went okay. I've had good luck with landlords ever since, though. But, um, you know, so I'm familiar with the idea that you move into a place after negotiating with somebody, giving them some money down and paying rent to them, and, and, that, and that relationship you have where if something breaks and you call them and, you know, if you've got a grumpy landlord, it's like, oh, what'd you break now? You know, and, and, they, and they want you to think it's your fault. And I've, I've, I've been lucky. I've had a couple very, very good landlords in my life. And so um, I know that that's what they're going to say they're getting at. We're trying to protect you from a bad landlord to make sure that your place is habitable, which is the standard for uh, a, a place to be rented, what you're entitled to, the, the warranty of habitability, believe it or not. Uh, and so they're going to say that's what this ordinance was for. But the real problem here is that, no, the Ordinance didn't say when they could do the inspection, who can come with them on the inspection, and what they can do with what they find. And I'm not even sure it spelled out what they were looking for. And, and so that's, that's a major problem, just to say once every five years, someone from the city can just come in and traipse through your house. I doubt they used the word traipse, but it would have been funnier if they had. <laughs> especially in a footnote. So it's a big win for the Institute for Justice. Like I always say, check them out. I'll put a link to them in the description below the video. They are a nonprofit, and they take on cases like this because the average person couldn't or wouldn't, and they're doing this, and they're looking out for us. So the Institute for Justice, big win there. William Morris wrote for the Des Moines Register, and Ed sent it. Thanks a lot. Iowa City's rental inspection ordinance is ruled unconstitutional, which is a win for tenant rights Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I discovered recently I scream the same way, whether I think I'm about to be devoured by a shark or if a piece of seaweed touches my foot.